on the intro to finish. Welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, everybody. We're letting the intro to Facebook and YouTube finish, and then we will get on with the show. Welcome to Monday Night. <laughs> hey, welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, everybody. Big shout out to those of you joining on Instagram, Northern Gray, and my Monday night buddy, Miss Joy Hall, over here on Instagram. Good to see you guys. Let me bring the chat up here on the page, and we'll see how people are joining. A big shout out to everybody on Anchor, Spotify, and all the podcast platforms that are going. As you can see from the clarity of the picture tonight on Restream, the um, the new equipment came in, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, so <clears throat> we will see how this works out. Um, so big shout out to Susan Nisi. Yes, allergies are mildly better, not greatly better, but mildly better. Um and I tell you, I'm so glad that we had a little bit of a warm day today because this this cold weather is just killing me. I was going to read off all the platforms that we're streaming to. Hopefully, I can remember them. If you're on a certain platform, please give the show a follow. And if you are on YouTube, subscribe. And also hit the bell notification so that you get notifications on all of the uploads that are happening. So let's see here. Chat overlay. Yes. Um, so platforms that we're streaming to tonight. Let's see if I can remember all of them. Uh, we are streaming to YouTube, Instagram, two pages of Facebook. Okay. DLive, Twitch, and Periscope. And then all of the Anchor platforms, which is Anchor, Spotify, uh, RadioCast, Google Podcasts, and I think two others, Breakers. We're on Breakers, too. Uh, and so we're on, we're on a lot of different platforms. So welcome, everybody. And if you're on the, the podcast platform and you see a donation sign, please give us a couple dollars to pay for all this equipment I just had to buy. <laughs> big shout out to Melissa Begley and Magical Monday and uh, big hugs to you Miss Cleo. Big kisses to you Miss Cleo. Tonight we're doing um, dream interpretation. I do this once a month and so what I do is I, I let people email me their complex dreams and I sit down over a couple hours on the afternoon and do the interpretation and then I present them anonymously on the show and so these are going to be anonymous interpretations and hopefully the people that sent them in will be watching. 
Big shout out to KYGS Ryder, my other Monday night buddy over here on Instagram. Big shout out to my neighbor, Amber Benteen. Good to see you. Eating out but still tuned in. Awesome. Tell us where you're eating out. Are you enjoying taco week? So this week is taco week, and there's going to be a lot of specials uh, going on at the different places that offer that type of food. And so if you live in the Lexington area, uh, get on the Internet and look up Taco Week and find out who's got the special stuff for the weekend. Go by and, you know, patronize the local businesses and the local restaurants and uh, tell us what your favorite tacos are. So, yeah. Now, we are having a tequila tasting for my niece at the end of the week, so I didn't, uh, and we're having some really delicious tacos that night, and so I think I'm going to save my appetite for that. So, OBC Kitchen, we are heading to Mexican tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. OBC is a really good place to go if you want a specialty drink. Other places to go for specialty drinks that I like are um, Bourbon on Rye is a great place to go for a mixed drink cocktail. They pretty much know how to mix just about anything down there. Um, and if you are tired of everything you've been drinking and you go in and you say, hey, just mix me something. Uh, let's say you like tequila or you like gin and you say, I like these two things. Just mix me something. They will come up with something fabulous for you. Promise you. Um, couple of things on housekeeping and such. Um, if you guys have been following the Facebook pages, you saw some interesting posts uh, over the weekend. We, uh, David and I did little cameos in a movie this weekend that was filmed in Paducah, Kentucky. Uh, my son has a production company, Lawrence Family Productions and Lawrence SFX, Special Effects Productions. And so if you would hop over to my Facebook page and go to their page and do a like, uh, it's going to be so interesting. Um, the only hint I'm going to give you about the movie is you need to watch and, and see what happens to Carol Sue's spit cup. <laughs> yes. And guess who's playing Carol Sue? <laughs> so I have to say I made a pretty good granny because my hair is long and gray and it perfectly went up in a bun and I know how to spit tobacco so. Tune in to the movie when it comes out. It's called D -D -D Daddy. And find out what happens to Carol Sue's spit cup. <laughs> it is going to be hilariously funny, you guys. Um, it's a horror movie kind of based on domestic violence, but there's some horror aspects to it. There's some comedy that's thrown in. David makes a really good comedic character, I must say. He had us all laughing to where we were having trouble doing our lines. Uh, so it's really going to be great. 
but I can't give away any more than that. But I will let you know how things are progressing and when it's going to come out and all that stuff. So let's get on to the dreams for April. Now, for those of you that are tuning in and you're not familiar with the show, these shows are every Monday night live on Facebook and all the other platforms at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so what I do is once a month, um, I gather up everybody's dreams that have been emailed in and we do a live interpretation anonymously on the show. And then these dreams are saved on the YouTube channel. Now, normally we have a topic that we go over on Monday Night Live. And, um, but once a month, I'm doing dream interpretation for everybody. A special shout out to Pamela Downey. Good to see you here tonight. So let's go over the first dream. It is so very interesting. I cannot wait uh, till this person sees how I interpreted this. And I'm not going to give any names or anything because, like I said, this is going to be anonymous. And I want to keep the person's anonymity. So this person is dreaming about a, a girl that they went to school with. And this girl had lost her mom, her stepfather, and a one-year-old daughter in a home explosion that was four years prior. And they had not seen this person since 2001, had never met the baby. So the dreamscape goes like this. They're in the dream, uh, and they're in an old farmhouse. And the girl is sleeping with the child on top of her chest. And as the dreamer walks into the room and notices her, the floor, floorboards creak, waking her and the baby up as she says, oh no, not again. Uh, the dreamer reeks, reaches down and takes the baby, reassuring the mother it's okay. And walking through the house, passing through each room, they begin to notice that each room has someone in it, and they immediately, and the people that are in the rooms notice the dreamer, with the last room having three young children standing together, staring at the dreamer. In the moment, the person who's dreaming realizes that the baby that they're holding has died in the explosion, and they're carrying a ghost. And then they realize that everyone in the house is a ghost. And as they step into the kitchen, there's a man pictured with a green and plaid button-up shirt and blue jeans. And they turn to the dreamer and say, you should have listened to your friend. They were right. And at that point, the dreamer wakes up. So this is going to be a really interesting interpretation. So we're going to kind of go through it piece by piece. So... um so the house, the old farmhouse, actually represents the subconscious of the dreamer, the actual dreamscape of the dreamer and the things that are, are compiled within the subconscious. Now, they are seeing this girl with this baby, and the baby is dead, but the girl is asleep with the baby on her chest. So actually, what's going on there? is the girl is actually dreaming and in the dream she's connecting with her child now as the dreamer steps into the room the floorboards creak 
So what's happening there is that the person who's the dreamer is dream walking into the dreamscape of the girl with the dead child. That's pretty wild, isn't it? So they are dream walking and not realizing that they're dream walking. And I do have another video show on dream walking, what it is, how to do it, what precautions to take, and that type of thing. So I'll, after the show, I will leave a link to the dream walking video in the comments after the show. Now, let's go on with the interpretation. So he reaches down and takes the baby. Um, and that is because he's dream walking into this uh, female's dream, into this mother's dream. Um, now, he's noticing as he walks through the house, all of these people are there and they're noticing him. So what's happening there? And he realizes that everyone in the house is a ghost. Now, at the moment that he realizes that the child is a ghost and he reminds himself that the baby was killed, that is a portion of lucid dreaming. That is when the awareness is kicked in in the dream and he becomes aware of the dream and what it means. And the people in the house, he realizes, are all ghosts. So, What's happening in that moment is that in the dreamscape, his consciousness or subconscious is connecting with a lot of different spirits. And, and so spirits specifically use theta wave of your dream state for communication. And so because I feel like that this person is probably a natural medium and so a lot of natural mediums will experience a lot of uh, spirits that come to them in sleep for communication. Um, and so that's why they're all showing up in this house. And that's that dreamscape. Now, in particular, he sees one room, the last room, having three young children standing together. Now, there's a significance in the number three here, because in numerology, the number three stands for optimism, creation. And so I feel like that these three children, because the representation of spirit is a child, these three entities are waiting on some type of reincarnation event. Uh, and that gives <clears throat> the interpretation of optimism, creation, because they are waiting to be recreated again. Now, <clears throat> sorry, again, allergies. <clears throat> As he steps into the kitchen, the man with the green and plaid button-up shirt appears suddenly. Um, now, the color green is representative of calming, um, cooling nature. It's, it's a spirit guide, clearly, for the dreamer. And um, now the only thing that I can't interpret because I need more information is what the statement is behind the man, the spirit guide that presents himself to the dreamer when he says, you should have listened to your friend. They were right. Because I don't know if that was said cautiously, if it was said 
you know, in a friendly way or what friend the, the man was referring to? Was he referring to the woman with the deceased child? So that's the only thing that I need more information in, in order to interpret this. So this was a very interesting dream. Very, very interesting. And the basic gist of the whole dream is that he is experiencing dream walking and he's connecting with spirits in the dreamscape and um and that's what's going on through the whole thing that's what's going on through the whole thing let me see what we got going on here uh we have a spammer here and i'm not sure how to get rid of them let's see here uh okay i'm gonna block them and see what happens maybe that'll take it down Hopefully it did. Okay. Um, special shout out to Adele. And let's see what Melissa's dream. My grandson was lost two nights in a row. One while my daughter and I were shopping. ALF the next. <clears throat> we were at an amusement park. Third night I dreamed. I accidentally left him home alone and I was trying to get home and couldn't find my way home. So, Melissa, those are stress dreams. Uh, so, the and but this, there's some kind of stress about and revolving around your grandson. Uh, and it can have to do with maybe not feeling like you're doing enough to protect or maybe feeling like you're not doing enough to provide. Um, so I think that those are stress dreams. Yeah. And your consciousness is trying to work through the stress of either not providing enough or not protecting enough. Happy Monday to Angela Shields. Good to see you here tonight. Let's, let's carry on. I think I got rid of that spammer, so pay no attention to that comment up there with the link um i took it off of the chat and it's still showing up there oh well it'll go away eventually <laughs> all right let's go on to the next dream um so the next dream is uh, very detailed to this person and they haven't forgotten any of the details now, usually when you have a dream that is extremely detailed where someone is talking, uh, that's those are visitations. They're not really dreams. And I need to do another show on visitations. Yeah, Melissa, you can throw another one up there. We've got three more ahead of you, but go ahead. Uh, we'll get to it. So this, this one comes from somebody that's local. Um, so they're on an island that has a volcano that hasn't been active for years. And throughout the dream, uh, they had an uneasy feeling. And they started to pack because they knew that they had to get out of there and leave. The sky turned gray and they heard a huge bang. 
the volcano on the island had erupted. Now, the dream that they sent me occurred on April the 7th. And as everybody knows, if you watch the news, on April the 9th, St. Vincent's uh, volcano erupted. And St. Vincent's volcano hasn't been active since the 1970s. So they were looking at, you know, of course, the the uh, coverage of the volcano and noticing that the pictures that were being sent and taken were exactly what they had seen in the dream. But, um, and so this kind of frequently happens. So the interpretation on that is that it is either a precognitive dream versus an increased signal from the new moon that happened right around past the night. So what does that mean? Okay. So there's two theories on this. When you're having a precognitive thought or dream, that means that you're seeing what's actually happening before it happens. But we now know that time is not measured linearly. It is more of a location in the space-time continuum. So my theory, instead of precognitively tapping into what happened before it happened, my theory is that the person's subconscious, psych, and they're quite psychic, they picked up on the location in space-time before the linear event happened because it had already happened in the space-time continuum. And the dreamscape in the subconscious connects with the quantum field. And so um, big events like that, they will be able to pick up on before, in our experience, they happen. But in the quantum field, they've already happened. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. And um, actually, because the energy was building up to the new moon, um, that makes reception a lot more specific and a lot stronger for a lot of people who have abilities. And so because the new moon happened right after April the 9th, within a couple of days period, I think that it was an increased signal or energy from being right around that new moon approaching. So I think that that's it. <laughs> Okay, let's go on to another one. Uh, so this person is local as well. And they were, um, they were walking and a young, well-dressed man attempted to rob them. He ran off and they went into a bathroom filled with many stalls. So there were men on the right and women on the left kind of jumping out of the stalls. They were a different race than this person was, and they left to go to the courtroom, and they saw that their attempted robber was there in a gray jumpsuit or overalls. And so they had a glad feeling that the uh, person was caught. Um, and so then they went shopping for curtain rods, and a gentleman politely took the last one but gave it to them with clothes that they liked. Uh, but then they discovered that the clothes were not well made, 
And it kind of coincided with some writer's block that this person had. Okay, so what's going on with all of this? So, you know, anytime you dream of somebody who's robbing you, subconsciously, you know, throughout the day, there are people that you interact with that you can sense and you pick up on, um, you know, what their true intentions are. Maybe their intentions aren't the best. And so she experiences this person attempting to rob her. I don't guess he was successful. But then we ha have this bathroom scene where men and women are jumping out of the stalls. Anytime you dream about, you know, taking a shower, going to the bathroom, or being in a bathroom, um, that's sort of signaling the need for cleansing in, in some way, shape, or form. Now, she does see this robber get... Um, caught, and so she's glad that he's caught. But the the color gray kind of represents uh, dull, emotionless, flat kind of connotations, and that is connected to the robber. And so uh, somehow she's feeling that someone has taken something from her, tempted to do that. And the person is represented in this gray, emotionless type of color. Now, here's another thing, though. Uh, when she goes shopping for curtain rods, a gentleman politely takes the last one, but then gives it to her along with clothes that she likes. But then she finds out that the clothes are not well made, which means that there's confliction within the psyche about um, people being nice to her or giving her gifts, but then she's kind of feeling her subconscious is trying to tell her they have ulterior motives underneath, or maybe what they're giving you isn't exactly what um, it was put out there to be. And so... You know, she's realizing a lot of stuff that she's given isn't really what it presents as upfront. And so this kind of was um, instrumental in a little bit of writer's block um, because the subconscious is struggling with these concepts. And that's why these things come out in dreams is because your subconscious really wants you to try to deal with these things. And so they present it in the language of the subconscious, which is visual images and scenarios, so that your psyche can work through these things. So let's see. Joshua says, hey there, Catherine. Long day at work. Just remembered. Okay. Yes, good to see you here, Joshua. Let's uh, dive into Melissa's dream here. And she's dream. This is her second dream. I'm an old woman in this old farmhouse. There are lots of rooms, and there were so many things hanging in the walls. You could barely see the wood. All kinds of interesting things. The bedrooms were empty, but there used to be young girls of various ages staying in them but they had moved out. I knew I had to stay there until the last girl moved out, but the only one there was me as the old woman. There was also a fireplace made of emeralds, 
and a small cabin out back where a broken down old man lived who chopped wood and shoed horses. He spoke to me now at my age about the old woman in the house, said she had always been there. He could not remember a time when she wasn't. I was trying to determine who she was, but never could. Okay, that's an interesting one. I, um, one of the reasons I encourage you guys to email me these readings before the show is I really like to sit down and take my time with them and, you know, kind of analyze the intricacies of it and not just glance over it. Uh, I don't do a really good job just glancing over it on the show. I feel like I need to dedicate more than just like one minute to looking at it and trying to figure it out because there are so many things that we can miss. Uh, so this one, Melissa, is really complex. The old farmhouse represents old thoughts, old feelings, like old-fashioned. So it might be something about things being outdated. There are lots of things hanging on the walls where you can't see hardly the wood, but they're interesting. Uh, so that is a lot of information there, and I really need to know what kind of things are hanging on there. Are they old-fashioned things? Are they pictures? Are they, um, you know, what exactly are they hanging on the walls? Because that can represent ideas and concepts. Now, all let's see, the bedrooms were empty, but there used to be young girls of various ages staying in them. So, you know, like, is this a convent? Is this a, a orphanage? Is this a girl's home? Um, and so she is picturing herself as this old woman. This can even be, uh, even be like a past life memory of being a house, uh, a house mother. Maybe even, uh, there's also a fireplace made of emeralds. Again, uh, there's some kind of significance to emeralds and the metaphysical meaning of emeralds. But, you know, if I were sitting down doing their interpretation, I would look up the metaphysical meaning of emeralds and be able to give it to you on the show. But we can't do that on the fly here. Now, remember, though, that the green color uh, is representative of calming, soothing, and emeralds are certainly indicative of wealth, prosperity, and so those are things that are representative of this particular house. And because it's on the fireplace, that's sort of the hearth of the home. So there's some kind of calming prosperity that's behind this home. The fact that she goes out to the cabin out back to talk to the old man uh, he's sort of representative of wisdom, and he is also a historian. So it could be that the subconscious is trying to tell her what one of the past lives may have represented and what is contained in, in maybe past memories there. So uh, that's why I, I really <laughs> urge you to email this stuff to me. Because I would have loved to have broken that down completely. Um, Joshua says he's started keeping a dream journal because his are so detailed. 
and he writes them down immediately after he awakes. That is awesome. You're really going to go a long way doing that, Joshua, because that is one of the best ways to work through problems. And you can kind of look back at, you know, last year, or the year before and see the things that you worked through and the, and the lessons that you gained and the knowledge that you gained from that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, and don't forget, I will put a link in the comments for the Facebook pages on the dream walking because the person with the first reading is a dream walker and a medium and uh, they need to know more about what they're doing with the dream walking because it can it can get a little touchy. So let's go over the last the last one here. Um, so um, and this is from a local person and she is actually having two dreams back to back. And so she's dreaming that she's playing a game and the game is really popular and she went in to play the game and the game is in a box and she noticed that she's in the box and they're playing the game and there are snakes in each corner but they're still playing the game and so in real life she has to get up and go to the bathroom and she gets back into bed and continues the dream um, and so the dream continues where her husband who's passed on uh, makes the bed before she gets back in it in her dream and then he shows up and she asks him please don't leave me and he says to her that he will never leave unless he dies and then he brings her coffee and then she remembers having to light two candles that were burned out and then she lays her head in his lap and asks him again not to leave and then she has to wake up again this one was very interesting and really cool to interpret because when you see snakes in a dream it's one or the other thing and snakes can either be dangerous or actually they can be quite healing and so there's a healing that needs to take place in uh, the relationship between her and her deceased husband because she's saying to him you left me or don't leave me and he's saying that he would never leave unless he died but of course he died and so what he's trying to tell her, this is a, a type of a visitation. So what he's trying to tell her is, it's not my fault. I did die. And then he brings her coffee and the coffee kind of represents um, her having to stay in the physical and him having to stay in the spirit. Now, the fact that she has to light two candles that are burnt out is actually a healing part for herself from the snakes because she is relighting the the energy between the two of them because the two of them the candles have burnt out but she's relighting it in a very healing way to bring the energy back together as she lays her head on his lap i thought that was so sweet that is such a good dream so uh so a lot of healing can take place uh, between spirit and people that are still here in the dreams. And so let's see here. 
Oh, so Joshua says the dream about the baby and seeing the dead people in the house was one of the ones I wrote down. Yes. And since you joined the show late, you'll probably have to rewind and watch it because that was so cool. That was such a cool, cool uh, dream to interpret. And that was the one that I said the person who's dreaming is a dreamwalker. I don't know if you watched the show, Joshua, on dreamwalking or not. Um, but what you were doing in that dream was actually dream walking and you do have mediumistic capability, um, because you're in this house with all these ghosts and they are kind of ganging up wanting to talk to you. So, um, I'll leave the link to that show in the comments after the show. Um, so, yeah, those are all the dreams that we have tonight. Don't forget, I do this once a month. So, if you want your dream interpreted, uh, go ahead. You can email me anytime you want. Let me drop my email in the comments here in the chat. Uh, just email it, and I will present it on next month's show for May. And so, um, yeah. Go ahead, you guys. Don't forget to go and like my son's special effects and fam Lawrence Family Productions page. I would appreciate it. It would be so nice to see you guys uh, get interested in that kind of stuff and watch the movie that me and David are going to be in when it comes out. And I'll, I'll keep you guys abreast of that. Um, I do appreciate you showing up every Monday. And uh, as you can see, the new equipment is here. Now I have to pay for it. <laughs> now we got to pay for it. So, but it does look better. It works better. I'm really happy with the clarity uh, of the video and stuff. And, um, you know, it's been a long time coming. I've been kind of keeping the old equipment together with tape and stuff. So... <laughs> Joshua, you have a great week, and everybody else, you have a great week, too. Uh, kisses from Kentucky, and I will see you guys next Monday night for another paranormal show. Later.